Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple Cog. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts. Thank you for listening to our Faith Temple, NVPOG, broadcast. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just type Faith Temple, NVCOG in the search. Amen. Hope everybody can hear me. And we'll go ahead and get started. Elder Wright, can you lead us in prayer? Yes, sir. Father God in heaven, we thank you right now. God, we bless you, Father, for another opportunity just to tell you thank you. Father God, we ask you right now to come into the midst of this God Bible study. Open our eyes and our minds, oh God, that we will read it and understand your word, Father. Touch the one who's bringing the word, Father. Touch his mind, touch his body, strengthen him, Father. Touch everyone that's in on the sound of my voice, Father. Touch all our families, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, that we will do your work, oh God, that you have called us to do, Father. We magnify you, we bless you, and we thank you, Father, for who you are, God. And I count it all joy, God, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Truly going to pick up where we left off. Hallelujah. From, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we everybody know we're in the book of uh, progressive sanctification, uh, spirit first, and we are covering the scriptures, First Thessalonians uh, five and sixteen, rejoice evermore, um, and we covered uh, Nehemiah, the eighth chapter, verses ten through twelve, and we're gonna pick up. And I want to keep in everybody's mind Psalms 19 and 8 uh, to uh, give you a recap of what we discussed last, uh, where two weeks ago we discussed how Nehemiah had uh, opened the word up to the people and uh, in his book and they read from the scripture and the people uh, were excited and got excited about they're just hearing God's word and uh, they committed themselves to God's word. Amen. Uh, and people rejoiced because of who God was. And, uh, and and they just was thankful that they had found the word and they had, they had been missing from them. And they found the word and now they were rejoicing that they heard from their God one more time. Uh, points of interest. Uh, rejoice because of who God is. Rejoice because your name is written in heaven. Rejoice in spite of. Hallelujah. So Psalm 19 tonight, the statutes of the Lord are right. Rejoice in the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. Amen. Saints, uh, we're discussing sanctification uh, because we are getting ready for convocation and not only for, for convocation, it's deeper than that because we want to be ready 
when our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ return. So we want to uh, make sure that we uh, are seeking God's uh, uh, seeking God's will and getting sanctified. Amen. So uh, we want to discuss. I want to read the scripture in Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Uh, in verse 3 for this is the will of God even your sanctification so this, the will of God is uh, sanctified for us to be sanctified Jesus said in John the 17th chapter that he got sanctified so that we could be sanctified so sanctification uh, is an important step in our salvation uh, uh, in, in, in our walk with God. Uh, sanctification means literally being set apart from, from what you were used for to, to be used by God. So if you were uh, a sinner, sanctification comes along when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now you're being set apart for the use of God. In the Old Testament, they had to clean everything. They washed everything and said it was going to be for God. They mean that on the ark um, be sanctified. Uh, Aaron had to be sanctified, and his and, and the Levites had to be sanctified. They had to be washed and cleansed for uh, for holy use by God. So when we talk about sanctification, we're being set apart for God's use. Uh, we get saved, yes, but we want to be. Uh, a part so that God can use us in, 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 in every aspect. And to do that, we have to be excited and study God's, and excited about God's word and study God's word. Amen. So we left off uh, last week with rejoice because of who God is. And I left you with that thought in the, in the and when I read that in some, uh, 139, uh, he attests to the fact in Psalm 139, God is omnipotent, all-powerful, omnipresent, every place at the same time, and omniscience, all-knowing. Regardless of the situation, this personal knowledge of God allows David to place God first in everything. Now, uh, if you ever... Uh, when we were small and we had splinters in our hands, um, our mothers would take a needle and they would burn the needle before they used it to pluck the, the splinter out. What they were doing, they were sterilizing that needle. The needle had been used in other things, so it could have been contaminated. Well, the same thing with sanctification. When we are, are, are being used by God, there comes a part where we have to be sterilized or sanctified so that we can be used by God. And, and this sanctification is coming through the Word of God, through the study of the Word of God, and that Word changes our sin. Uh, we come from cardinal way of thinking to a spiritual way of thinking. So uh, that's why the Bible says in the Bible, it says that carnality is enmity toward God. So we have to be on guard for that, that we have to study that word so that we can really know how we are supposed to spiritually 
think. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit and he's doing his best to get us, but we have to be willing and, 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 and make ourselves available so that he can put the word in us and that we can stand and live by that word. Hallelujah. Uh, Dick McLean, do you have the book of Progressive Sanctification? No, sir. I downloaded it, but I couldn't seem to find it for whatever reason. Okay. I'll read the second paragraph then. In the midst of David's meditation, he shared the fact of having made a conscious effort to keep God before him. Literally, he lets nothing cloud our destruction. He lets nothing cloud or distract his focus from God. He realizes that God is his strength and his truth keeps him steadfast. In Psalms 16 and 8, we're going to read that in a few minutes. Here is the good part. As a result, his heart is glad and his tongue rejoices. In the Psalm 16 and 9, in the face of God, his joy is spontaneous. David further states, full and complete joy is in the presence of the Lord. Psalm 16 and 11. And if I turn to that, uh, Elder, can you read that, turn to that and get it? Uh, you probably can get it before I again. Uh, 16 and 8. And what I want y'all to do is look at what David is stating, and this is his mindset uh, in and towards God and how we have to change our mindset. Yes, we have daily things going on around us and situations all around us, but if we really get sanctified, we recognize that God is right here by our side. He, uh, you want to read 16 8? Yes, Psalm 16 8 it says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is my right hand. I shall not be moved. See, you can go ahead and read that one. And verse 9 says, Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoice. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Amen. So, David here said he recognizes that God is at his right hand. And he's always going to be there. And he rejoices in it, no matter what he's going through, in his spiritual way of thinking, that God is there. It's the same thing we have to get out in our minds to think. When we go through something, God is by our side. And we should be able to see that situation and rejoice and know that God is by our side. He's going to work it out. He's not going to be moved. He's going to stay right there. David said, therefore, my heart is glad and my, and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in the hope. The hope is that when he comes back, I'll be, I'm going to be ready because I recognize that my God is always there with me. Saints of God, we got to understand in sanctification, our mindset changes. We start thinking always spiritually. We see situations. We first can see it in the in the physical, but we can always find out and know that the spiritual is the thing that we need to be concerned about. When things go wrong, we got to look at it spiritually. And the Holy Spirit will bring that back to you in your process of being sanctified, and you'll find joy. You'll find happiness. You'll find, know that they, the, the enemy just gets his uh, he rips and roars about just for a season, but 
God will deliver us and give us the victory in every situation. And uh, in, in in rejoicing, David recognized that God is there. Uh, he said, just as in Nehemiah, the word uh, enlightened their eyes. They were glad. It says that uh, the last part of that verse said, and all the people went their way to eat and to drink and to send portions and to make great mirth because they had understood the words that were declared unto them. In other words, God's word declares promises to us. God's word declares that he's going to provide for us. God's word says that he will protect us. He will heal us. Everything that they had, they rejoiced in knowing that God, they went out and had a good time because they were happy because they knew that their God was going to take care of them. Hallelujah. This is where the sanctification comes in and on us, that we got to recognize we can't fight things cardinal. We can't fight things, get mad at this world that we're in because it's, it's you know, we are the light of the world. We have been being sanctified for God use. Yes, just as the needle, I gave you an example about the needle being heated up. It, it heated up long enough, it got burnt on the end of it sometime, and, and they wiped it off. But we just as dead, the needle was in the fire. We are being sanctified. We're in the fire. Yes, the, the, the people around us, they don't understand, but we are the ones that are enlightened. We're enlightened through the Holy Spirit. It shows us how that we're supposed to carry ourselves. It shows us how we're supposed to act. We ought to rejoice. We ought to rejoice because this sanctification is uh, 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 in God's will that each one of us be sanctified. Hallelujah. God said in his word, you got to be holy because I'm holy. This is the process of being hold, made holy. Every step that we make in the word of God, and as we study the word of God, it should change the way we react. We should see things spiritually and not always cardinal. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Uh, uh, the third paragraph, David said, um, uh, we have in our study, we as the people of God should take a lesson from a page of David's experience. Spending time concentrating and contemplating on the magnificence of God brings joy to the heart and soul. The magnitude of God causes a praise to burst forth out of the mouth. His goodness and mercy extend toward us without measure, precipitates a dance of victory. Praise the Lord, Elder. Hey, uh, if we are in the process of uh, sanctification, progressive sanctification, we got to stop looking at the cardinal way we can live out if our god is omnipotent if our god is all-powerful if our god is omniscience then and david said in psalm 16 that he is always by my side when we go through this world and we go through this cardinal world we can through the process the holy spirit would give us understanding and should show we see it like i said earlier show we would see it physically but the minute you see it spiritually, something wrong, it should give you the Holy Spirit, should give you something spiritually, and you say, oh, wait a minute, let me rejoice in this. The Lord is, I'm going through this to be a better person. I'm going through this to be the man or woman God called me to be. Let me be the light to this dark world. So, sure, the world is going to get done out on the same. 
But the people, when when Nehemiah opened that book and and, and, and the prophet read it, the people got excited because they hadn't heard the word before. This world we living in today don't know the word of God, the true word of God. Now I know it's things out there. It's uh, everybody uh, got their little versions of the world, but. When you are sanctified by God, when the Holy Spirit, and you've been baptized with fire, and the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside, you'll, when you hear the word of God, you'll get an unction from the Holy One. Your spirit will say yes, and, and you will gravitate to that word. Hallelujah. You'll get excited as David gets excited because he knows who God is. Get to know who this God is. When you get to know who this God is, you'll get excited too. And the things of the world, would not bother you and look at it and shake your head and, and, and go on. Jesus Christ is soon to return and say, we got to be understanding that we got to be sanctified so we can be holy. You cannot get to heaven if you're not holy. The word of God says he's holy. Again, we must be holy. We can't shake and bake on all this stuff that we want to hear this and we want to like this and we like that. No, you got to be real and you got to hear the real word of God. Hallelujah. Uh, somebody in the scripture said you got to hunger and thirst after righteousness. So we got to change our way of thinking to, uh, and, and get let the Holy Spirit bring us to the thing. Uh, I, I would uh, look at my mom's garden out there. Let me, I'm, I'm take a sidebar, and the garden looked so pretty. You know, it should just be so pretty. It's, the roads are nice and clean. Everything's in the right road, straight, and everything. No grass around it. Everything looks good. Hallelujah. Everything looks good. But let her not attend to that garden. Let her go a week two weeks and not attend to that garden you know what's going to happen the old grass is going to start growing up the weeds are going to start growing up in it again and they're going to take over like it was before she planted and clean up the roads praise the lord y'all bear with me the same thing happens to us when you don't attend to your salvation that's why the word of God said you got to work out your salvation. When you don't put in the word of God, when you don't study this word of God, when you don't pray, when you don't fast, when you don't seek the word of God and let the Holy Spirit tend to the tend to your to this vessel, the same thing as the garden went back, the same thing will happen to you. It's a lot of people out there who's professing a whole lot of things. But because they got so they, they don't think they need it anymore, they drop the ball. They stop studying. They stop seeking God. You'll never know all, all the knowledge of God. I, I believe that. I believe we won't know. We, even when I get to heaven, there'll be some new stuff I find out. I'll be continually finding out new things about my God. So, so saints, you got to tend to your salvation. Don't let the grass and the old cardinal ways come back and overtake you and your sin nature rise up because that nature remember we talked about apostle grant talked about that that, that nance nature that uh right nature that uh mclean nature that uh, uh proctor nature all those things if you don't attend to your to that let the holy spirit attend to that garden your nature will rise up 
That's why the Bible, uh, Paul said you got to mortify the deeds of the flesh daily. You, this is something that's going to be, you got to put down every day. Hallelujah. You got to come to this word of God. You got to let the Holy Spirit minister to you that you can continue to grow in God to be sanctified the way God wants to be seen. Because you got to be clean. You can't get in there without it. I read the verse over there in, in Thessalonians. This is the will of God. In Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Let me get back over there to it. Because I, I, I want to let y'all make sure y'all understand this. Uh, for this is the will of God. Even your sanctification, that ye should abstain from all, from fornication, that every one of you should know how. Listen to this, what Paul is saying. That every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor. This is what Paul is saying. Now. You, each, every one of you, I'm not going to be accountable for how you possess your body in sanctification. You're not going to be accountable for how I possess my body in sanctification. But he says clearly, every one of you should know how to possess your vessel in sanctification. So the, the weight is often uh, nobody. You can't blame that old uh, blame game that we do in the world. Uh, if this person hadn't done this, then I'll be all right. If this person hadn't done that, that, that would have worked out just right. This process is on you. You got to know how to possess your vessel in sanctification. So what that means, you got to open this word of God. You got to till the soul. You got to dig deep in this word and let the Holy Spirit minister to you that you can open up this word of God and you know how to possess it. You know how to, when the, when the world comes against you, you know how to stand. When, it, when you beat it all down, don't have enough, you know how to put on the whole arm of God. And when you've done all you can do, you know how to stand. I'm waiting on God. I'm going to just stand right flat, feel it, and I'll just wait on God. Because why? Because just a day fit over in Psalm 16, David said, God is, what did that mean to me? He's always by my side. He got God's word of God that tells me he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Praise the Lord. Amen. I hope I'm not going too fast. But I want y'all to understand sanctification is a personal thing. God sanctifies you. God brings you along. He teaches us every step of the way. And it's time for us to make sure that we are ready when Jesus Christ come back. The getting ready is not going to do it. A lot of people are going to be getting ready when the sky cracks. A lot of people are going to be getting ready when Jesus comes back. A lot of people are going to miss the train because they were getting ready. You got to be ready when he comes back. You got to know what the word of God says, and you can't let nobody upset you because this world will upset you. The world don't lack you. Jesus had told us that. We have taught that in the word of God. You got to know how to possess just this vessel in, in sanctification for that you can give honor to God and that your God can recognize and know that you are holy and unblameable. Hallelujah. You weren't saved with correctable stuff. It said you were saved with non-correctable. Praise the Lord. So this is the blood of Jesus is, is not corruptible. So we don't have no excuse for saying, uh, I can't do it. No, you can do it. Let the Holy Spirit sanctify you. 
you got to seek it. You got to know how to possess your vessel. Amen. Also, David wrote, hallelujah, the kindness of God. I'm paraphrasing that. I'm reading the next paragraph. The kindness of God are too great and numerous to mention. In totality of them all, we should conclude as David did. I was blessed. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Praise the Lord. All situations, everything that we go through in life, saints of God. Hallelujah. We got to rejoice in knowing that God is going to take care of us. David said, I, 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 no matter what happened. Now think about it. David's wife got mad at him because he was praising the Lord. People are going to get mad at you. You got to praise the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. I'm going to be happy because God is with me. I'm, I'm a child of the living God, saints of God. You are a child of the living God. You got to get to know who this God is. In 1 John, we read in, our, in our theme for this year, it says, the unction of the Holy One. You have a special anointing from God through the Holy Spirit. You, you each individual have a special anointing for God. And God sanctifies you. God re, 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 re builds you up. He, he wants you to be holy. He gives you everything you need that you can equip yourself, that you can be sanctified for the use of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, the, the second part of that, uh, Psalms, uh, uh, 1 Peter 4 and 13. Elder, you want to read that, Elder Wright? 4 and 13. Pull it, up. it says, but rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. Praise the Lord. What, 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 what were we saying here? What did God is trying to tell us right here? But rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. Hmm. That when you, his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. How many of us look that in the future for that joy? Or are we looking for the temporary joy that comes now, today? I want to be happy today. I want to be rejoiced today. I want to be, not that you can't rejoice, but I'm talking about the cardinal way of thinking, this is what makes you happy. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. Amen. Peter talking about something deeper than just this temporary thing. He says, when the Lord, when the Lord, he said, I'm going to we uh, be, when his glory shall be revealed, he may be also glad with exceeding joy when the, his glory shall be revealed. We don't even have time. The saints of God don't even look that far or anticipate that they are coming. And let alone that we are partakers of his suffering. My goodness, nobody wants to suffer. And not even me. I don't want to suffer. But the Bible said you got to suffer to reign. 
So now, if you're not willing to suffer, you're not willing to reign. So I, I, Paul, Peter wrote, said, I am uh, partakers in it. He said, rejoice in as much as ye are partakers of Christ's suffering. Now, that's something, a hard pill to swallow. But you want to be sanctified. If you're sanctified, you see the truth in it that you really got all you got to do is hold on to God. And God going to bring you through. But the cardinal way of thinking, and that's what we got to get away from, that cardinal way of thinking, we got to be as, be uh, rejoice in that we are partakers. Because if Christ, if I'm a partaker of Christ's suffering, man, I got greater things than this, what this world can put on me. I got greater things in heaven. I got greater things when he come in. My father sees my situation. My father knows me. He knows what I've been going through. He's not going to put more on me than I can bear. I got to look to him. All this takes process, takes because you are listening to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit encourages you, gives you where you can't feel, feel that you, all you see is the cardinality of this thing. I can't get the spiritual. The Holy Spirit will open it up to you where you can shake it off and realize, ah, my God, hallelujah. Thank God I'm going through this. Thank God I had the stroke. Thank God I can still uh, be able to call on his name. I'm out when I, like I told you, when I had the stroke when they uh, couldn't do nothing, couldn't talk, couldn't move, couldn't do it. But I could, in my mind, I could call on my God. In my mind, spiritually, I could be like just like Jonah, down in the belly, in the deep part of the water, in the fish's belly. He called on God. Knowing what? That God can deliver. That's the, the, the spirit, what the Holy Spirit is going to give you so that you can get an understanding of this situation that you're going to do. That's why Peter can say, brother, rejoice for as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering. We're going through it, but we can have a God with us. We, we got the Holy Spirit. Just think about Jesus. So before you, Lord, let this cup pass. Let this cup pass. Let this cup But thy will be done. And, and when he comes with the thy will be done, the Holy Spirit is ministering to him. That's why he was praying and the, the, the blood, uh, teardrops were turning the blood because he was in anguish. He was, he, was, he was knowing that he had to go through this, that we could come through it. So just as the Holy Spirit ministered to him, the Holy Spirit will minister to us and bring us in that way. We don't do everything in the cardinality anymore, and we'll trust God in everything. And this is the process of being sanctified. When you're sanctified, you're going to rejoice. Peter rejoiced in that. He, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this. Jesus had told him what kind of way he was going to die. Now, that's something about in your mind. He's mine. Peter knew how he was going to die. But he, he rejoiced in knowing that he was a partaker of things. Looking for what? The greater glory when he returned. My, I'm, I'm, I'm happy when he comes back, I'm going to rejoice. Everything else everybody has done or done, people this world has done and said about me, don't make a, nothing to me. When he's come back, I'm going to be happy. I'm looking to my joy. That, that, that's, that's the joy I'm looking to. The world can't make me happy. We go through things, yes. But my happiness, true happiness, is going to come when Jesus comes back. Amen? Amen? That I'm going to be, uh, uh, that's when I'm going to have exceeding joy. Yes. Amen. Elder Wright, can you look at, uh, uh, I don't know who had the, uh, 
the the book or not amen i try to get it out there to everybody but uh can you uh uh read uh rejoice because your name is written in the heaven mother smith you had the book nobody has okay praise the lord yeah i got it. it's in the chat too but i got it. i'm sorry somebody tipped me while i was about to okay that's why you heard that noise <laughs> It says, let's learn a valuable, a valuable lesson from what, from what our Lord and Savior said to the 70 new commissioned disciples. The task at hand being tremendous in Christ's time of the ancestral sent several appointed followers and intended to uh, various destination cities prior to his coming. Apparently, these had attended a position of trust and Jesus granted them all power and authority to act on his behalf before his arrival. In addition, he gave them specific instructions with, which included healing the sick and preaching the kingdom of God upon their return with extreme and with excitement and jubilation. They reported to the master, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name, the St. Luke. 10 and 17 granted them even more power to destroy the works of the enemy jesus makes a alarming and arresting statement rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven that's saint luke 17 and 20. praise the lord jesus, oh i'm sorry that's good that's good thanks a lot and what did jesus say why, why was this so significant jesus pointing this out to them don't rejoice because you can't, you dead demons and they, they're subject to it. He said, don't rejoice at that. Don't get happy. Don't get overpowered because you got some power or because you are all this and all that. He said, no, don't rejoice because of that. That's, that's minor stuff. The world sees, gets all happy when a preacher lay hands on somebody and they recover. They get all oh, that man is man. He's, he a man. He a, he don't, he's all powerful. Jesus said, no, don't, don't get all excited about it. No, 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 that, that's little stuff. That's little stuff. Well, I'm trying to tell you, you need to get excited about that your name, that your name, that your name is written in heaven. Saints God, that's what we need to focus on. Our names being written in heaven. Hallelujah. It's time out for all this backbiting, all this out of the cardinal way of thinking. People get all upset because of this and because of that. You, you, if you're getting upset because of little things down here that the world is doing, hallelujah, and making you um, come out of your uh, character of, of, of God, then I challenge you that you need to check and make sure that you are lining up with the word of God because cardinality is enmity towards God. So if you uh, want to fight in a minute, you want to argue in a minute, you want to uh, get all puffed up and everything because this and that, you better check to make sure your name is written in the in the in the book in heaven hallelujah if you upset and things upset you the cardinal way that's the cardinal way of thinking spiritual you got to look at that and 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 lord knows i i don't didn't didn't want to say it. we got to make it you got to make it in what did i tell you you got to know how to possess your vessel in sanctification 
you got to know how to possess your vessel in sanctification. That's what Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church. Right there in chapter 4, the third verse, third or fourth verse. You got to know how to possess your vessel in sanctification. Getting upset with the world, wanting to fight, wanting to get upset because of who talked about you or who did this to you. Don't do nothing for you. You're, you're, you better check to make sure your name is written in heaven. The only way your name is written in heaven, carnality has got to go. And spiritual, your spiritual Holy Spirit has got to be there to bring you or raise you up above that situation to know that I am a child of the living God and I got to be know how to possess it. I got to be sanctified. The Holy Spirit is, I got the Holy Spirit inside of me and I should not be upset with this world. This world is, 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 is most of us can look at it and say, man, what? I don't even, don't understand how the world can do some of the things they're doing. How they believe some of the things that they believe. How they doing some of the things that they're doing. That's the world. The, the, the enemy, the devil wants them to do that. That's how he rules. But I've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Therefore, I'm going to praise him. Therefore, I'm going to give him the glory. Therefore, I'm going to focus on what his words say. His word gives me a way, new way of life. And that new way of life says I'm sanctified. That new way of life tells me that I'm a child of the living God. That he loves me that much. Praise God. Amen. 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 Saints of God, you don't focus on the power because you can lay hands on something or you can you have a revelation or, or you got something that, that makes you better than the world. No, no. Jesus said, don't focus on that stuff. Focus on your name being written in heaven. That's what we got to focus ourselves. Focus on your name being written in heaven, making sure that name is written in heaven, not according to what you think it should. I'm a good person. I'm trying to make it. No, 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 no. The word of God doesn't say that. Hallelujah. You got to be hot or cold. If you're in between, you're not fit for the master's use. You got to be on fire. That's why he says, praise God. Hallelujah. Ah, Lord, 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 my God, hallelujah. Saints of God, it's time out for playing games. It's, we got to be real for Jesus. Amen. We got to be real for our Father. Amen. I, I know it's a, a, a tough word because mo nobody talks about sanct being sanctified no more. Nobody talks about being holy no more. Everybody, oh, everybody say everybody in the earth is saved huh? i'm saved i'm saved i'm saved you gotta know them by their fruit don't get caught up in all the game the mouth talking you gotta know what the word of god say and the word of god say the righteous the righteous the righteous are scarcely going to make it in thanks to god i'm trying to tell you it's a hard word but it's a word that we have to gravitate to we got to be gravitate to sanctification. We got to be gravitating and let the Holy Spirit use us to teach us, to fine tune us, that we can be the men and women God called us to be. Praise God. Amen. The second paragraph in there. I have I'm trying to get through this thing. We got 20 more minutes. Praise God. Amen. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I might have to pick it up again. Amen. Jesus knew 
the human ego sooner or later requires self-gratification and uh, commendation from others. That's our nature. That's the human nature. He know that we're going to need that. He knew that sooner or later we're going to have self-gratification. We see it in preachers. We see it in teachers. We see it in people every day. They got to be recognized. They got to be uh, lifted up. Uh, they want commendation from people. They want pats on the back and everything and all that. Jesus knew all that. Hallelujah. If the joy stemmed from their ministry accomplishments, the disciples' successes would not, would no doubt, at some time or another, be attributable to themselves rather than God. Don't we see that today? Don't we see ministers, ministry being attributed to man instead of God? They want the man to get all the accolades. They want man or woman, whoever they are, to get all the accolades. God gets nothing. God gets nothing. Oh, well. And <laughs> praise God. Who founded Christianity? Who founded it? Jesus. God. Why men always want to say, I did this. I did this. Men build buildings. Men build beautiful edifices. Beautiful uh, big buildings. And, and, and they build them. But God ain't coming back for the building. God ain't could care less about that building. God wants to know, are you the vessel? You the vessel he coming back for. You the, the church that he's married to. Not the building. So all that the man does, all this, that, that doesn't mean nothing to God. Everything belongs to God anyway. If you're not in him, the Bible said, if you don't abide in him, you can't do nothing without him. So all your accolades, you're just getting all that stuff because you did it. What did God do? What did God, what did, where does God get all the accolades from? Is your name written in heaven? That's what you should be concerned about. Not what you've done in this world. So you're a good person on this world. So people look to you for this. And look people look for that. That don't mean nothing to God. You were good. So, so they write on your tombstone, he was a good person. So they write on your tombstone, oh, he, he, uh, he, he, he helps build this and help build that. And people say that all about you in the wake. They oh, he was that. that right? What is God saying? What did God say? Because you know what? <laughs> One day, everybody died, and they're going to forget about who you were. I ain't never heard of that person. Another generation coming, I ain't never heard of that person. So why set up yourselves to be uh, caught up in this world accolades when all these things, when God said, is your name written? You need to rejoice if your name is written in heaven. And if you're not sanctified, if you're not saved, if you're not justified by the way, if you're not only in baptizing the Holy you, you need to find out, make sure, and rejoice in the fact that my name is written. If my name is written, I need to take all action immediately, stop what I'm doing, and take all action to make sure I guarantee that my name is written in heaven. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. Hallelujah. I think Mother Smith said that suddenly. Hallelujah. I'm living. Hallelujah. I'm living today. 
to live forever. Amen. I, I might not be paraphrasing the, the recording of the way she said it, but that's what all saints doing. We're living now so that we can live forever. And you're not lining up your life now to live forever. You won't live forever. You'll be in total damnation forever. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. When God granted us salvation through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, our names were placed in the Lamb's Book of Life, Revelation 21, 27. We have a permanent reservation on file in heaven. Just think, we have an inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, and that faded not away, reserved in heaven, just for us. That's found in 1 Peter 1 and 4. A place free of tears, sickness, sorrow, and death. Not only so, but with an expectation of living with God and angels eternally. Here's the best part, saints. We will continue to praise and magnify the name of the Lord forever. Is it any wonder why Jesus said, Rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Earthly accomplishments, even in ministry, are short-lived and will fade away with time. 1 Corinthians 13 and 8. Let's rejoice and have joy in the hope and expectations of everlasting life. How do we do that? we got to change our way of thinking. Our way of thinking has to be in the word of God. How do we do you got to know the word. This, this is our language now. The world can read this, the, the Bible, and never get an understanding. But because you got the Holy Spirit, you can open this Bible up, and it will enlighten you. It will give you knowledge. It will give you how you're supposed to live, what you're supposed to say, where you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it. It will do it. The scripture says, uh, trust in the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways. Praise the Lord. In other words, you can check with God in this word of God, and he will direct your paths. He will show you how you are to act. In this, can carry yourself in this way. He would teach you how to possess your vessel in sanctification so that you can line up with the Word of God, that you can rejoice knowing that your name is written in heaven. Sanctification is a hard study, sanctification and, and, uh, is a way of life for the true believer in God. And we have to line up with that Word of God. I know a lot of people probably don't dis disagree with this. A lot of it, oh, we don't, no, no. You cannot get by just doing just the bare minimum, the bare minimum with God. Because when the times come down, it's going to be too late to say, give me another chance. Saints, hallelujah. We are lining up. We want to line up faith temple. Uh, we are in the saints of God. We want to line up with the word of God to make sure that we are in our names are written in heaven. Amen. And and, and, and we got to be know how to possess this vessel. I got to learn how. I'm learning daily how to possess this vessel. Things that happen to me, things that are going on. I see things every day that challenges and challenges me on, am I possessing this vessel in sanctification? Am I possessing this vessel in a holy way? Am I, do other people see this vessel as a child of the living God? Or is it just another man going through the life? No, he ain't all that. No, I got to line up with what the words say, 
not with what people say. I gotta line up with this word. I gotta rejoice even though I'm going through this. I gotta rejoice knowing that I'm lined up. I'm partakers of Christ's uh, suffering. I gotta line up with the word of God and rejoice that my name is written in heaven. Praise the Lord. That's what our goal is, saints. That's what we gotta seek God for. That's the, 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 the understanding we each and every one of us got to get an understanding of. Amen. I, I, I want to allow uh, 10 minutes here and uh, uh, in, in, in toward the end for anybody got any questions on, on what's been said tonight. Anybody got any comments on what's been said tonight so that we can have a clear understanding. I don't want nobody to go by thinking, this, oh, uh, no, no, no. God has a word. If you listen to this, God is trying to make an opportunity for you to say, oh, let me, hear, let, me, let, me, let me read this. Let me study this. This is why we study. That's why they call it Bible study. So we can come together and understand and get an understanding of what God is trying to say to you. Uh, God might be edging you, trying to get you to understand who the Holy Spirit is, how to get baptized in the Holy Spirit uh, so that you can have the, uh, uh, the knowledge and, and, and someone to teach you the word of God. Hallelujah. We're all here. Well, I think Ephesians said he gave us pastors and uh, evangelists and teachers and 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 and, and prophets and uh, all for one reason. I'm paraphrasing because I, I, I don't want to go take time to all for one reason to bring what the saints to bring. Uh, let me go read. It. Let me go to it now because I'm, I'm feeling my spirit to go to it. Hallelujah. Mm. For the perfecting of the saints, praise God. Amen. Uh, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verse 11. I read it. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. They're only given to us for one reason, and this is the reason for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ. That's all I'm here for. That's all in 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 the church in these people. We're not in here to get lifted up. No, we're here to help you come to maturity in the body of Christ, so that you edify the body, so that you give God the glory. No other reason. No other reason. Praise God. Amen. That's all. We're all here for one reason. Amen. And that is to bring the saints to maturity that they can be know how to edify the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody, remember our motto from Pastor Paul, no question is a dumb question. Praise the Lord. So anybody got any questions or any comments, please, please take this opportunity now to voice them. Praise God. Nobody? Um, Bishop, I'm, I want I wanted to read when you asked me to, but I couldn't unmute the mic, so <laughs> I'm sorry. But That's uh, hard, mother. I just wondered if we could clarify some about suffering, what we mean when we say suffering, because I'm not sure what that conjures up in everybody's mind. Okay. Because for a while, when I was in college, I was a Catholic. <laughs> I converted. And so, you know, the nuns and priests take vows of poverty and they don't get married. And those, and I'm not here to criticize their beliefs, but 
those, I guess, in some people's mind, are a way of suffering for Christ. But I think what we're talking about, and you correct me if I'm wrong, we're talking about living like Jesus lived, basically. He's the living example. He's, he's uh, the epistle that by which we should read and live, that we're to read and live by. And how did Jesus suffer? He suffered because he submitted his will to God's will. And that's where we have a challenge because we want our flesh to, to rule things. So much of the suffering we go through is subjecting ourselves to the will of God, saying, as Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. Because as you mentioned him in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was suffering with facing the cross. Who would who would have wanted to go through that torture? But, but when he said, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But at, at the conclusion, he said, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So he suffered submitting to God's will for his life. And there's the difference, submitting to your fleshly desires versus submitting to God's will. I don't believe it means that we're to be sick with cancer and all of that kind of thing, or even poor. That may be the case for some people, but the issue is not suffering in that sense, to my understanding. The suffering is doing the will of the Father. Jesus said, I always do the will of the Father. He had a relationship with God the Father. We're to have a relationship with Jesus Christ that enables us to live for him and his Holy Spirit. The indwelling of the Holy Spirit empowers us to do that. And I, I'm, I'm wanting to, I don't really want to share it because it's kind of embarrassing, but I need to humble myself because maybe somebody else needs to hear it. The scripture tells us to bring our bodies into subjection. The flesh always wants to go the wrong way. Yes. I was on my way to work this morning and you know, people ride up close behind you and they get impatient. And this guy, I try to get out of people's way. I was on the right hand side, but I hesitated for a minute. He was on my bumper. So he gets irritated because I slowed up and starts honking the horn. I mean, he laid on it and it crossed my mind. You should give him the finger. Now, I'm a 74-year-old woman that's tempted to give somebody the finger. I said, Lord, have mercy. I did not do that. Praise God. Right, mother. But it crossed my mind. The fact that it crossed my mind, it shows you that the flesh always wants to rise up. And we have to bring it into subjection to the will of the Father. It wasn't his will that I retaliate to that person as much as he was angry and lashing out at me. That wouldn't have pleased the Lord for me to respond in kind to him. I was only able to do that because of the Holy Spirit in me, who doesn't allow me, if I surrender to him, to do things that are unseemly, to do things that are simple. But as far as this flesh goes, there's a war between the flesh and the spirit. Yes. And we have to be mindful of that and willing to say, as Jesus said, not my will, but yours be done. I keep coming back to that because yes. to me, that's the suffering because we have to bring our, our will, our flesh into subjection to God. And most of the time we don't want to do that. 
But because we love the Lord and he loves us, when you know the love of God and you don't want to displease him, if you ever really been in love, <laughs> even in the natural, you don't want to displease someone you love. How much more for God who gave his life for us, who loved us so much. So in turn, I love him and I don't want to displease him. So for this momentary temptations that come, it's because of wanting to please Jesus Christ who saved my soul. I don't want to give in to that. So I hope I didn't say too much. And if I'm in error about anything, please correct it. But I do wonder sometimes when people hear suffering, what are they thinking about when they hear suffering? Are they thinking, oh, that means I got to be poor. That means I got to be sick. That means I got, yeah. Like in the Catholic, they they punish themselves. Uh, they, I see on on there where they 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 beat themselves or, or they they want, they want to go through all that thinking they uh, imitating Christ. That's not the suffering that uh, Christ is instilling us in the New Testament. The the suffering that He suffered is like Mother said the the daily grind of this world. Uh, we are the light in darkness and we uh, uh, the darkness do not like us uh and so we're going through uh when we go through sickness and all of that that's not the suffering that uh we we had because by faith we can overcome any of those sickness and diseases uh, of the devil the, the the bible clearly tells us that we are healed uh, every disease and every sickness that we go through, we can. We, the Bible says that you, according to your faith, you are healed. So you, it rules that out. I'm, I'm suffering because of this daily grind of the world. Uh, not anything. Uh, Christ went through the suffering. People spat on him. People didn't like him. People talked about him. They uh, crucified him. They they poured his beard out of his face. They 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 mocked him. All those things. That that is the suffering. They were rich and poor. The poor gonna be with us. He'll supply all my needs. I don't have to look to get rich. I don't, everything I need, God will supply if I just wait on Him and trust Him. So that, that that's not suffering. I'm rejoicing knowing that the, that my name is written in the book of life. I'm rejoicing uh, that Peter and we were discussing tonight. Rejoice that your name is written. Rejoice that you got a reserved seat. Rejoice that he got a mansion made up there for you. That's what we go through. We go through things, yes, the, the world try to take, but that's not the, 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 the beating of yourselves and all this thing. That's not the suffering that Christ went through. He, we went through the rejoicing. Anybody else? I hope I helped that with that question. You know, somebody else got a better answer. May I just add one more thing? When you were talking oh. about um, Peter and the way he was crucified, um, he was willing to give his life to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's the kind of suffering, too, that some may have to face. Some people are living in countries where they have to hide their Bibles. And they are at risk of being killed because of the gospel. So that, that is a very real thing in some places. Yes. So, um, yes. But the, the bottom line is that person is willing to do that because God told us to witness to people, to seek 
them that are lost too. So again, it's doing the will of the Father and there are some consequences sometimes, different kinds of consequences, because as you said, the world does not love us. And that can be the reaction sometimes to the gospel. Persecution yes. is you, very often the reaction. Anybody else? I wanted to say one thing um, because it came across my mind. Some of our suffering is self-inflicted. And I say that because our whole thing is we are fighting against our flesh. And when you are fighting against your flesh, um, you have, um, or have an issue in your flesh, that's where the battle comes from. Because God wants you to let go of all of that. He wants you to re remove yourself from that. And most people who are fighting is that far. We, we do have some who are overseas in, in different countries who are, you know, fighting for the gospel and that. But most of the time, when somebody is having the issue, is because they're fighting over their flesh. Because they don't want to let go of the things of the world. They don't want to let go of but most most of the time you know because we don't want to let go of certain things because we think we can keep on doing certain things and be with god which is not going to work because you said earlier that we go that's going to barely slightly make it in the, the righteous and we think that we are okay doing what we're doing long long as we still you know doing whatever we want to do for God and still doing certain other things, we think we're okay. We find that that's not, because even with Mother Grant was talking about it, certain things that, you know, even what we do in ministry, we think that's important. And when we pass off the scene, somebody else is going to be doing that. And we're doing all of that for prestige and try to look, you know, in man's eyes, but God was like, I'm looking at your heart. I'm looking at your inner part of you. And that's what I want. Amen. Well, and, and, and what Elder White is saying, we have to submit our will to God's will. And and when by wrestling with uh, the, uh, you know, we do go through suffering, self-inflicted because we don't want to submit to God's will. Uh, and, and that's the, the key thing is Jesus said, let thy will be done. And we have to uh, let God have his way. Our lives uh, are not ours. Once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're now surrendering our life to him. And, and all the things that says you can't get in, you can't do this, can't do that, that we try to go ahead and do anyhow because that's what we want to do. That's what that would mock, 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 knocks us out of the way, and and then we in our flesh, and we're doing what we want to do, and then you got to go through that those self-inflicted wounds, uh, and and so that God can get you back. How many times did Israel go in bondage because they forgot who their God was, or they didn't want to go the way God wanted them to go? And and look look at look at this world now. I'm not prolonging this, but I want you to look at this world now. They have so many 
interpretations of the word of God, so many denominations that say that their way is the right way. But the Bible says there's only one way. One way. And all, all, all them other religions and other ways to get to, say, say, get to heaven and interpretation, the Bible clearly says there's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. And if you come any other way, you shall not get in. And and, and, and and that's why we got to submit our will to God's will, his way of living. And his way of living changes us. This and we got to live a holy life. Go through the go through. I'm not sure if we lost him or was it was it me? Says, Are we so out of time? I can get by this and I can go. I'm telling you, the word of God said you will not make it. Submit your will to God's will, and you'll find your life will go a whole lot easier than what it is when you're wrestling with trying to do it your way instead of God's way. And you'll find out when, like David said, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. I'm going to rejoice. Not because of what I'm here, but because my name is written. Peter said, I'm going to be joyful because I'm partakers of Christ's suffering. Huh? My Lord, my God. That's what I'm rejoicing. That's what we should get excited about. I'm going home. Huh? My God, I'm going home one day. I'm going home to be with my God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You should get excited. I think uh, uh, my, we, we talk about this all the time. I think I know I, know I talked to my Elder Proctor, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> My God, you'll never get there if you don't die. So why try to prolong your life? I mean, I'm saying make sure you cross, you finish your course. The way Paul said, you got to fight the good fight of faith. And and and, and not just sit back and wait until that. No, you got to continue to fight the good fight. Praise the Lord. Amen. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Nobody else? All right. Dick McLean, can you close it out in prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, truly we thank you, Lord, for the word that we heard on tonight. We ask, O oh God, that you give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. We also ask this night, O oh God, that you give us hearts that respond with obedience. We ask, O oh Lord, that the word will resonate in our hearts, in our minds, and in our spirit. Lord, as we go throughout the week, we are able to reflect on the word, Lord, and what thus saith the word of the Lord. We ask, O oh God, that you allow us, O oh Lord, to be in our perspective paces, Lord, that you'll keep us, O oh God, from hurt, harm, and danger, that you'll bless the saints as a whole, Lord, until we come together again on the next time. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together. In Jesus' yes. name we pray. Amen. 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 Next week, we're going to pick up uh, with uh, with C. We're still going to be talking about uh, 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 sanctification. Uh, we're going to rejoice. The title will be starting at C. Rejoice in spite of. Rejoice 
in spite of part of uh, our study and sanctification. And remember, our text is going to come, I mean, out of the first Thessalonians, the fifth chapter. Uh, and uh, uh, we're going to be studying that. So do your homework. Get into the Word of God. Find references. Open open up the Word. Uh, when you get a Bible and you go checking out things, it'll give you study on sanctification. See where you're lining up, how you can make sure the Holy Spirit and get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and, and that's another thing where I'm going to hop on. Don't, don't try to get the Holy Spirit because you want to speak in tongues or, or you want to cast demons out and all that stuff. No, seek it because you need to have it that you can be sanctified so that you can uh, uh, make sure you're lining up with the Word of God. We can't do this by ourselves. We can't. We got to line up with the Word of God. And the only one that can enlighten us is the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. There's nothing else we're going to close out. Thanks to God. I pray for us that we continue to do what God called us. I'm glad to see Elder Proctor online. Uh, amen. I see my daughter Dominique online. Praise God. Amen. Uh, we just truly thank God that we can sit in Warsaw. Hallelujah. And talk to all of y'all. <laughs> amen. God is good. Listen. Continue to pray for us, amen. And uh, amen. don't forget, uh, Sunday morning we have service on the other on the other site uh, on our morning service, amen. amen. That's it. And I want to say it's good to see Dick and Tracy because we missed her on Sunday. She wasn't there, even though it was on Zoom. We still miss seeing you. So we just want yes. to say thank you. Good to see you. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Praise God, amen. Yeah. Else. Elder Proctor, you guys, anything you want to say? I guess not. He probably can't <laughs> unmute either. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless, saints. You too, Amen. Bishop. Thank you for the word. Everybody be safe. Yes. Yes. Thanks to God. Bye -bye. Oh, there you go. Go ahead, Elder. What'd you say? I said, bless the saints of God and best to uh, keep some words and tell you sure what you're saying. You didn't understand? I didn't hear you. I said it's best sometimes to keep your words until you're sure what you're going to say. Oh, praise God. Okay. All right, sir. All right. We'll, God bless, thanks. We'll see you Sunday. All right. Have a good All night. Right. Good night good now. Night. God bless. Good night. Bye. Love y'all. Love you too. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.